0: Welcome everyone to the Row by Row Garden Show, the best dad gum gardening show on the radio and internet as well. Glad to have you this evening, good to be back in the house with Miss Hoss, we've got a good show you for this evening, we're going to talk about eating clean, what do you think about that? I
1: think it's good, we've been trying to do that for the we've last couple
0: tr- of weeks. Yes we have. i made a lot of progress in the last, well last year, probably a year and a half on doing a lot better job of that. So let's talk about what is going on in the garden. We finally got a break from the rain. Got some of our uh, fall gardening chores done. I got some things planted. I got my tomatoes and peppers planted. I got my flowers planted and I'm gonna tell you what I did. So I snuck me a crop of these in a whole plot of the delicatas and the reason I did that it's hundred days maturity and I know I'm running closer but I said what if I can pull this off? What if I can get a crop of winter squash to come off about Thanksgiving or before Thanksgiving so that we can enjoy them during Thanksgiving I thought that would be great and I actually think I can pull it off at hundred days Shouldn't be really a problem. Now, I know I'm gonna have more disease and insect pressure and I'm prepared for that. I'm gonna have to keep them sprayed. All kind of vine borers, all kind of powdery meal doing things like that, but I think I can pull it off. Got them on drip irrigation. Got everything rocking and rolling. So I pretty much got my fall garden planted. Uh, I'm planting sweet corn probably this week and that'll be it. Got squash and cucumbers already planted. May plant another, probably plant another crop of summer squash and then We'll be getting ready or I will be getting ready for the next go-around, which will be our cool weather crops.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How about your garden?
1: Um, everything's planted my squash is Actually coming up um, Sunflower's doing good still got peppers going um, I'll Show you these patio tomatoes
0: man ain't they been something this year
1: These I've got about five or six of these we'll show you a picture of them at, on my patio um
0: yeah what we let me see that one there yeah we actually one's... two plants are there yeah let's shoot it up here where everybody can see that right there mm. this is the little birdie series that we carry oh, so here good. that has been a game changer for this year now we normally don't do a lot of container gardening but Man, this is awesome right here. We actually had a guy, one of our customers, write in, Harold already talked about him, and he wrote to send some good pertinent information about these we thought we'd share with you.
1: All right, it says, Hey Hoss, I've been growing micro dwarfs for years and the little birdie micros were my first and probably still the best overall. Just some tips I learned through the years, extremely versatile. They will grow and produce in something as small as an eight ounce cup, But do this in one gallon containers. Rosie Finch can benefit from a two gallon and I think.
0: That's probably that one there yeah.
1: That one there. Um, They don't let the ground avoid getting wet because the dense foliage allows the roots to form all the way up the stalk. And you can actually see that on these stalks. You can get multiple harvests and the plant can actually live up to three years. Yep, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, if
0: you got a greenhouse or somewhere you can put them inside, I didn't know that either, but uh, that lasts a long time. Now, I was interested to hear that they didn't do good in the ground because I was actually going to do some testing on that and I really don't know why because this is just you know, this is a handbasket or a, a mm-hmm. container plant and I was going to try some in the, in the ground, but that's good to know that they don't they don't like the ground as well.
1: He also says just trim off the old foliage after harvest and the suckers will take over. And I actually did that to one of my yellow canary mm. and it's actually working. Yep. Amazing plants that are hard to kill or stun. This actually came from 29 Slow Joe. Thank you for those remarks. Very yeah. interesting. So just
0: to give you an example, we see see there's one, two, three, four... Five and you peaked one while ago. So they Mm -hmm. six tomatoes on this little bitty plant right here And then it's put on another crop behind that. And it it.
1: doesn't get much bigger than
0: this. No, this is about as big as they get. When did you
1: plant these? Do you
0: remember? It's not been that long ago. They feed five days of maturity so they they grow off quick and uh, They really do well. No no fertilizer in here. Just good compost. Mm -hmm. Good compost and pot and soil. They seem to have a little green Around the stem right there, which is this okay. They still tastes good. Yeah, they still tastes good. I believe that's the rosy fence right there. See that's turning rosy.
1: You planted these so I don't, yep. I'm not
0: sure. So, so here we are right here I'm gonna show y'all the, it's called the Little Birdie series and this is from Sakata seeds. And These are the winner this year for us. These right here. How many have you got? How many have you got down in the house?
1: You about think? eight. Separate. Probably
0: eight and you planted about eight of them up. I'll tell you something else I did. I bought some grow bags, some like gallon grow bags. I grew a bunch of these and I put them in those gallon grow bags and I gave them away. Everybody come by that I had a lot of those interested. I gave them a tomato plant and I tell them all you gotta do is carry it home, put it out, keep it watered, fertilize a little bit. It will make tomatoes. It's a perfect gift for someone or if you, you know, you like to grow things in containers, definitely need to check out the Little Birdie series. We're also for next year, we're working on acquiring some miniature pepper seeds mm-hmm. as well. So we'll have a whole series of tomatoes and peppers that you can grow in small containers or inside there so you can have peppers and tomatoes possibly year round. I mean, I can see you growing those inside in a grow lot year
1: round. Speaking of peppers, mm-hmm. these are the, how you say it, Colossal? Colossal. Jalapeno peppers. And We had a viewer send us a recipe last Mm -hmm. week for some pepper sauce on these Um, So I want you to try it, here's a little bit of set.
0: Now we always love these unique recipes that our viewers send in And not only that we're gonna share it with you all as well now this one this one is really really good
1: This was sent from Cindy Perron Perron P-E-R-O-N, I may be butchering that name. Thank you
0: Cindy for sending us that. We have really enjoyed it.
1: Um, And it's a pepper sauce, but we actually have enjoyed it on our salads as a salad dressing. And it's a really simple recipe. There's 12 jalapeno peppers, 8 tablespoons of red wine vinegar, a whole lime, tablespoon of sugar, a half teaspoon of salt, a half teaspoon of onion powder and a half teaspoon of garlic powder. And um, we'll post this recipe in the comments. What do you think? It's not hot. Not hot, you're but a ze- When it comes to hot.
0: Well, it's zesty. Let me just put it that way zesty.
1: Zesty. It's a
0: good, zesty, um, it's a good salad dressing. Mm-hmm. I can see we could use it on a lot of different things tacos it'd be good it on tacos. would be good on tacos got just a little bit of heat to it mm. man that's a big old salad you fix me right there
1: <laughs> you got a lot to talk about today yeah but this will last up to a year in the refrigerator and it probably took 10 minutes to make you're the right there
0: yeah so for all those Extra jalapenos. Look how big these are. Yeah, they're huge as hence the word colossal Colossus. Colossus, excuse me Anyhow big jalapenos
1: and these will last up until frost.
0: Oh, yeah, 85 days maturity. Yeah So there we have it folks. So you got some ideas and that is absolutely wonderful salad dressing Jalapeno
1: it's not real it's hot. You did take co-
0: the seeds out of it though. I
1: did take the seeds out. It's called Pepper Joe's Hot Sauce. It's a medium hot. Yeah. And she also sent us one with some habanero that was hot, but we didn't try that.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's talk about our main topic for this week. And this was something that I've been evolving with for the last few years now. So just to give you an example, since we started this business a few years ago, I kept thinking to myself... How can we more and more eat clean or eat better or eat more sustainable through our, our, our lifestyle here? And it's just kind of cooking a standstill there for a while. We'd make little bitty baby steps toward it, maybe a baby step back or two. And then we had the virus last year that really shook us, shook us mm-hmm. to the core. We realized how susceptible we were with our food supply and about how we get our food and everything. Because, you know, there was a couple mornings we woke up. The grocery stores were not open. Right. So we we felt like we were more prepared than most other people, but we still had this sense inside. Then we
1: had my grandmother and your parents. Yeah, we had
0: them the to look after. So we had this sense inside that I think everybody had that they wasn't as prepared as maybe they should be. Mm-hmm. We had a freezer full of stuff, and we just we we were and all honestly was going to be okay. But inside, deep down inside, we worried that we were not going to be safe. So it was that sense of security that we really battled with. Since that, and trying to eat healthier in the last few months, we have really looked hard about what our intake is as far as groceries and the way we live. Now, there's three aspects to this right here, and number one is food safety. Now, food safety is a is a big one for me because I understand industrial farming probably more so than. Than the average person does With food safety when you grow your own food, you know exactly what's been put on it and you don't worry about certain things such as uh, Pesticides such as maybe an overdose of fertility or uh, Being contaminated with salmonella or some of these other Harmful things that can be out there on your food, you know, we hear about it all the time These food recalls on lettuce and things like that that really worries us So food safety is a big thing For for us and 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 just let me tell you this and I don't want to get too deep in this I hope you get the message but with industrial farming When they go out there to gather these these crops this produce and I'm not talking about your your farmer that you buy from at the farm stand I'm not talking about your local CSA. I'm talking about industrial farming when you buy industrial farming, I, I, I think about that, that's what you buy at the grocery store. Those guys, those huge farm industrial farmers is the one that supplies your grocery chains. When they send a crew to the field to pick the crops, they could be hundreds of them out there. So you're dependent upon them to be clean and to be safe with the way they gather your food for it to when it gets to you to be not contaminated with anything that you want to be contaminated with. Uh, so so that is important. When we go, when we gather our own stuff, we, we know exactly how it's been grown. We know how it's been harvested. We know how it's been handled. That is a common thing to us to know that. Also, sustainability. But to be able to know that you're going to be took care of, that you have the, the means to take care of yourself and that you're not dependent upon the grocery stores or the supply chain. You know, we've seen the supply chain get really compromised mm-hmm. through the virus thing. And even today through a lot of hard goods, we're still seeing a lot of supply chains compromised. So not have to, to depend on that gives you a certain amount of common effect of, of knowing you can provide for yourself and that you're gonna be okay. And also the health aspect of it. Eating healthier, you know that what you're eating is not loaded with, with pesticides. But here's something I'm gonna throw at you that you may not have ever thought about you may not ever realized. And mainly I'm talking about leafy vegetables here. So just to give you an idea how industrial farming goes about. So there's a crop of cabbage or a crop of kale or anything like that. Those things are grown on huge scales and when the orders come in for those crops, they are, crews are sent out there to gather those crops. So to give you an example, At 8 o'clock in the morning, they could be a nitrate or fertilizer application put on that crop and they could get an order in at lunchtime And then they send a crew out there together that order say a thousand skids of cabbage or kale or whatever Now when they do that those vegetables are loaded with nitrates. Nitrates is a tough element to trap because it is so mobile moves so quick but what happens a lot of times is these Crops are loaded with these nitrates and the reason is That's just the way industrial farming is done. It's not it's not necessarily Done on a regular basis. It's just done when the orders come in so that can very easily happen now in the United States nitrates in your vegetables Or your fruits is not regulated it is regulated in the European Union but it is not regulated in the United States so that happening is not against the law it's not against any rules whatsoever we have no government agencies that are uh, looking over to make sure there are nitrates in your foods so that's not regulated at all so it is easy very easy for you go to the grocery store And buy greens, lettuce, kale, cabbage, whatever and it be loaded with nitrates and you eat it and you have trouble with your belly. Your belly gets upset and it doesn't adjust well to that and you're sick from that and you always blame it on well I just can't eat greens you know because they just don't do me well. Well what you don't realize is you probably may have been nitrate poisoning. Happens more often than not so being able to grow your own vegetables you can take that completely out of the situation And you don't have to worry about it and what we've noticed is we're able to consume more vegetables because we don't have that problem So that those three things food safety sustainability and eating healthy Are huge for us and that is the steps we've been trying to make to eat more of what we can grow and what we can produce Now let me preface this right here this is not the cheapest solution out there. Growing your own food may not be the cheapest way out there. The cheapest way is probably going to Costco or some of these big box places and buying whatever on sale of these processed foods and eat them. But eating healthy and being sustainable and making sure that you're uh, what you eating is safe necessarily you can't put a price tag on that. So don't necessarily try to justify it as a price tag, but understand what the end results of what you're trying to achieve now let's move on to where we have come in the last few months we've gotten to a point where we can produce our own eggs we have for years here we actually have chickens we have butchered our own chickens however we haven't done it in the last no. couple of years because we haven't been prepared to do that
1: we had goats we had,
0: we've made our own goat cheese for years we had our own goat milk we don't now but that may be something we move back into in the near future And soap. and soap as well yeah, yeah. So where we're at right now as a family is these are the things that we have to buy at the grocery store. We have to buy coffee. We have to buy our oils such as our cooking oils and our butter. Although I have made butter before. Yeah. It's been a long time. Cheese, we made cheese, but we, we don't make cheese at the moment. So we have to buy our cheese. We have to buy our spices and then we have to buy our poultry.
1: And I'm working on the spices.
0: Yeah, you are working on that. We have to buy our poultry and fish as well. Now we catch fish yeah. from time to time. We love the fish, but all in all we have to buy a lot of our fish. We like, we love to eat salmon. So those are the things that we have to eat, I mean, excuse me, buy at the grocery store. However, we could cut some of those things out in the near future. So on our beef, we are uh, Your folks fatten us up a cow.
1: Yeah, my stepdad always fattens us up a cow.
0: We had it butchered, so we got a freezer full of beef that we know where it came from And we go to a local butcher shop and buy our pork so we feel better about that But we could raise our own hogs and carry them get them them butchered But and we could also raise more chickens and have more of a schedule of killing Mm -hmm. those chickens out and having our own uh, chickens poultry done that in the past. It's not that real big of a deal You just got to plan ahead. I figure probably on one or two a week to eat You got to plan way in advance so you can you know, you can uh, process one or two a week to eat and I'm gonna give everybody a little hint there. I don't I used to boil them and all that kind of stuff putting feathers off and them I just skin them out. I got where I can skin one out in no time. Skin it out and
1: uh, I'd say one a week would be
0: solution. Yeah, it would be it would be probably be, for the two of us It'd probably be enough and then you could have you could take the bones whatever make a broth out of that So there's a lot we could do yet We're not by no means are yeah. we telling y'all where we, where we need to be. We're, in, we're taking steps to get where we need to be on that. We have come a long, long way on our vegetables and our fruits and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, we do typical things like everybody else does. We grow corn in the springtime, we grow it in the fall, we put it up, get a freezer full, we can tomatoes, we can tomato soup without the meat. The Beans. Mixture. Beans.
1: We have potatoes.
0: Peas. Potatoes we put up in the barn, onions. All those things put up, but then what we have implemented this year is Eating fresh leafy vegetables all the time and we're going to show you today how that could be possible. You know, we've talked about How it's it's hard to grow leafy vegetables in the summertime, especially here in south on kind of the heat and uh, these things seem to bolt real quick the lettuces you can hardly you can't hardly grow a lettuce in they the summertime get bitter. They get bitter yeah. and they just don't do to get sun scorched and we grow them fall, fine in the fall and spring But we just can't grow them in the summertime and during the during the peak of the wintertime We can grow them, but they get a little slow yeah. but what we have realized is with these indoor growing systems we can grow our greens Year-round. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's get into that a little bit. Now, let's show you first of all For you all out there that have bought our seed starting kits You will get these trays right here in your seed starting kit and also inside that you will get the inserts Now you can take these inserts out Or you can buy these separately on our site here and you can use your seed starting grow light kit to grow you some microgreens. Now these are broccoli microgreens, and we did a little focus group uh, about a week ago, and we we let them have some for different the microgreens and the broccoli actually came out pretty well on top. These are forty times more nutritional than actual the collard, excuse me the broccoli, the broccoli head is. So they're highly nutritious right there. Really like Easy to grow. The way we eat them is a standalone salad. We cut them off and eat them. So. If you've got those grow light kits you can grow these right here You can use those grow light kits instead of putting them up after you get through growing your vegetable starts in the spring Leave them out continue to grow microgreens and baby lettuce in these to give you fresh greens Throughout the summertime and throughout those off seasons. So we got broccoli here that you can grow there now Another one that I'm going to show you if I can find is a smaller one right here we got. Now this is buckwheat. Now buckwheat to me, I don't like it as well as I do broccoli and sunflowers. I would eat buckwheat as mixed in with my lettuce or maybe another microgreen such as sunflower stuff. It has kind of a grassy flavor to it.
1: Mm, I like that.
0: Yep. I like that. And then if you want to grow your lettuces you can simply just grow your lettuces in the same pot right here Now the lettuces take a little bit longer than the microgreens do But we grow lettuce as well as microgreens and what I have been doing is I've been rotating like one day for lunch I'll eat a lettuce salad the next day for lunch. I'll eat the microgreens. Those would be
1: good mixed together.
0: Yep And that's actually what I think this is the red salad bowl lettuce right here. It does take a little bit more pot and soil when you use these right here versus using the microgreens But I'm gonna go over with you the ideal way if you're just interested in growing microgreens I'm gonna go over that with you today the ideal way to do it now Like I said you can grow the microgreens in this right here If you're not sure you're gonna like microgreens and you already have our seed starting kit By all means just try growing you some of these right here See if you're gonna like them and then go from there now if you're dead set like we are and if you're sold on the microgreens. This is what you want. You want our microgreen trays now microgreen trays fit underneath our Let's see. Let's make sure I get this right our indoor seed start kit. It fits perfectly underneath that and it also fits Underneath our hanging grow light kit.
1: We're gonna show you a picture of those.
0: Yeah At the end of the show We're gonna show you what those look like and we're gonna put a link below where you can get those. That's not
1: my favorite.
0: Yeah, so these are the peas. This is definitely these three. Sunflowers. Oh, excuse me, sunflowers. I got the peas down here. These sunflowers, peas and broccoli are the Mm. top three of all the focus groups We've done on taste testing and and the favorites that we've come through. The only downside to the sunflowers is you have to pick these little hulls off. They can be a little tricky, but sunflowers have this great nutty flavor. Now this I eat as a stand-alone Sunflower by itself. Now you can mix something in there, maybe a little spicier, like arugula, or maybe the buckwheat, or something like a a radish or something like that had a little spice. Yeah, beets. I think radishes would probably be better, arugula, and mixed in with it and make you a salad. Now to give you an idea on these sunflowers, these are the bigger seeds. You do have to soak these. These are one of the seeds that that benefit from soaking before you you uh, plant them. A lot of the literature you read says four. 12 hours, what I have found the ideal soak time is four hours. So soak these seeds for four hours, then plant them and uh, Let me see here blackout days two to three days on blackout time What that means is you put the tray on there I'm gonna show you in a little bit how that works and then the growing time is about ten days and look here Yield per tray one to two pounds. I Think a whole tray of this right here would feed a single serving of probably five different people so if you got a big family you, you could serve them all at one time or if it's a small family like two What we do is we cut them all clean them put them in the fridge and they last for a number of days. And how
1: long did it take to get this size? Ten days. Ten days.
0: From seeding. All right, let's move by. You got somewhere you can put this over there. We got a lot of props today folks. Now here is another one that that I mentioned is a favorite. Peas. This is a sugar prince pea. Some of the peas have, uh, peas have tendrils on them. This one right here. Does.
1: Now you had a salad of this last week.
0: I did. I love it. Peas nice dark green. You just look at that and tell how nutritious that is right here. Now the peas, soaking time, you had to soak these as well and I soak these longer. I soak these overnight anywhere from 10 to 12 hours and then plant them. Uh, Blackout one to three days. That's where you put the other tray on top of it before it starts sprouting up. Yield One to two pounds. So there's a huge amount of yield off this as well. Same thing five to six servings easily And then the grow out time on this right here 10 to 12 days. Now these are on about 12 days I was trying to hold them over a little bit where I could show everybody on the show. Wonderful, they have a great flavor Mm -hmm. to them. Now I could eat these right by themselves. All right. Alright, so we're gonna show everybody how we plant them and I'm gonna got a broccoli that I'm gonna show how we plant. Okay, here is our microgreen trays right here. This is a solid. This is one with holes. So what you want to do and I'm using the bottom tray here because I don't want to make a mess. So I have a tendency to do that. With your microgreens, it's important that you use a real good potting medium. You don't want to use a pot and soil from like big box store. that has got big chunks of um, Pine bark in there because it doesn't work well. Need to sharpen my knife. Can't believe it. I got a dull knife. You got a dull knife
1: a couple weeks ago. With those
0: yeah, things. I'm gonna have to work on that right there. That's a lot. me to tote a dull knife. Now this 8 quart bag right here. will do three of these trays. Our 16 uh, quart We'll do six of these trays. These, are, uh, let's see here, about these, I don't know, how, them things, what, a little over an inch? Yeah. You don't want to fill it all the way up. You really just want to cover the bottom. I hope we can get an angle here to show you what I'm doing. Yeah, level that out right there, real good. Now, once you get it leveled out, You want to take your micrograin seeds and speaking of micrograin seeds we have Six different ones on our side here and I'll show you right here. We got which that? That's broccoli right there hold that we got broccoli We got champion radish Arugula We got black oil sunflower, which is the one we showed you a while ago. We got the sugar prince pea, which is the pea we grew and we got the buckwheat. So we have six that one's jumping off one. We got six different ones there. Now I'm gonna tell you the neat thing about these packs is the exact amount That you need for this 10-20 trait is inside that pack. So you don't have to measure or guess the seed density or how many to plant in there. We've already done all that work for you. So we got those on our side there. And let's look here we're gonna do broccoli. How about that? So you open it up and these are in full packs. These full packs will last a long long time If you don't use your seed immediately,
1: but this is the right amount for this. You yeah, can use that's, the whole pack.
0: Oh, you're talking about the seed? Mm-hmm. Oh heck yeah, it's perfect We've already done all that for you. So you don't have to figure it out. Now We have this squirt bottle here spray bottle now you can do this two different ways a lot of times I'll do this outside cause this I'm kind of a mess maker. He is very yeah. messy. I get a little messy cooking. It don't matter just what I'm doing I'm gonna make a mess because I go hard at it. So it you want to- sp- Doesn't
1: clean up here. I don't
0: clean up well. You want to spray this down and get it wet and you can do it two different ways. You can use your mist nozzle outside that you got in your greenhouse or your little pot bench or you can use a spray bottle here. Now what you want to do is you want to get it pretty wet. Now you might go over a few, two, few times to get it wet and I'm not gonna be able to do that Definitely. here. After I get it real good and wet, I like to take it out of this, and I like to stick it that way. And the reason for that is, is to drain out. You don't want it just sopping wet. Sopping wet's a Southern term, Do you know sopping. that. Sopping wet. You don't want it sopping, sopping wet, mm-hmm. because what's going to happen is you're going to get mold and rot. But you want it to drain. You want to get it wet, and you want to let it drain. Put it back inside of your bottom tray. Which is nice and covered so it doesn't drain out and make a mess there. Now, I've got my seed pack open. Then you just take it just go over it real good, like right there. Try to get it as even as you can, but don't get all upset if you get a little heavy somewhere. I'm doing actually a pretty good job, man. Yeah, right
1: a lot of practice.
0: A lot of practice. Just kind of sprinkle it over there. Get your edges good. Yep, just break it back if you got any. Parts here you may have missed them. I did do good didn't I? I? still got a
1: little bit more in there. Yep.
0: Yep. All right, and that's pretty thick dense plant there, but that's what you want. Alright, so now that you got it all where you want kind of pat it down. I like to pat it down before, once you get it wet it gets a little sticky on your hands. Mm-hmm. Wet it again. Yep Wet that again. Now a lot of people will say after you do this step right here, your blackout on broccoli is two to four days. They say every morning and every night, take them off and spray them again. And I've not been doing that and I've had good results. The key, I think, is having them in a good temperature so they don't dry out. Now after you get them at stage right here, you want to put another solid bottom tray on top. And I didn't bring a couple of bricks, but I put a couple of bricks here on top. And that forces this down so that it uh Doesn't have much air in there and it keeps everything nice and tight. Now I will leave this right here in a 73 degree room for two to four days with those bricks on top of it. I don't ever take them off. Now if you want to take them off once or twice a day and spray them back down, that's fine. Nothing wrong with it. As long as you don't get standing water in there, but I haven't done anything. Just put this on here in two to four days. You take it off and what happens is you have all this yellow in here with this white where it's coming up. At that point, you put them underneath their grow light, and then in a few days you've got broccoli microgreens. It's just that simple. Every ten days you can pop off a crop. So that right there has afforded us. boy, I did make a mess. Look at mm-hmm. there. It's I got right. seeds. Yeah, you clean it up. We got. Um, we got. We can eat all the time with our little small setup that we've done testing with. We can eat vegetables such as uh, microgreens and lettuces every meal. Yeah. It's, it's the thing I try to do at lunch. So we may not eat them, I may not eat them at uh, dinner evening, but I've been eating every day for lunch. I've been rotating my salad and my microgreens for mm-hmm. lunch. Been putting a little tuna and some cheese and some of those good tomatoes you, you uh, pickled the other day in there. Yeah,
1: that you didn't like. I didn't like, He's I actually like them.
0: Yeah. I like them in the salads. So that's what we've been doing to fulfill our need for vegetables and be able to eat I'm gonna gonna say local, eat more sustainable, I guess is what we produce. So a couple keys here. 73 degrees, so whatever, most people keep their house 75 degrees, somewhere there. You want to keep this 73 to 75 degrees when it's germinating. When you take it out of this and put it underneath your grow light, you also want to stay at 75 degrees. All of these Cover crops with it with the exclusion of buckwheat are cool weather crops and they love that constant 75 degree temperature they do well there they got the most flavor They got the best color. They got the best germination in that environment And I think that's the whole key to it is having the right environment for these microgreens and these lettuces right here. Now, buckwheat, it being a warm weather crop, it seems to do fine in that environment. I think if you was to have to grow it some outside, buckwheat would probably stand a little more heat than the rest of them does.
1: But you could do um, spinach, kale. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've even heard of people doing kale. Now, I've not done it mm. experiment with kale as a microgreen. So yeah, you are unlimited what you can try, and there's lots of different ones out there. Heck, all different kind of stuff you can try. So let me give you an idea of what kind of equipment you got to have to do this with. Now, if you have one of those fancy day rooms where you get plenty of sunlight in a controlled environment, you can probably pull this out without a grow light. But for us and for 99% of people out there, you've got to have some type of grow light system to pull this off. And that way you can keep it underneath that light and in a cool environment. You can keep it all out of the way and it works fine. Okay, I want to show you here our grow light system that we have in our little grow room here and What I did is I bought these racks here from I think I bought it from Home Depot or Lowe's one. I, they call them Baker's racks. They're actually four foot by 18 inches wide and they work perfect. I got two of them here because I was overdoing a little bit. I had a lot to grow out for photos and for testing, but one would probably be enough. You could put I'm gonna show you here This is what our hanging grow light kit looks like and these work perfectly to hang on this baker's rack You could put up to three of these hanging grow light kits on this baker's rack here and still have room on the top for your supplies and stuff or you could just put our indoor seed starting kit On there and have plenty of room left over you can put two to three of those on there as well and have room left over for your supplies And I like I said 89 last I remember it was $89 I paid for this load now They come in chrome and black. I like the, the black one better than short dirt This is an ideal system very inexpensive that you can set up and the two different options that we have That the microgreens will fit under is the hang and grow light and the indoor seed starting kit. So it's two-fold. You get, you get to start your starts in the spring and you can use it year-round yeah. to grow your vegetables. What better investment is that? Now we've got all these supplies on our website under microgreens tab. We're going to be adding some complete kits here shortly. So we may have it by the time this airs where you can buy a whole bundle where you get everything you need. But if we don't we'll have it coming shortly. What do you think Miss Halston?
1: Awesome. Awesome.
0: Yep. It's a great thing. I mean, I was aware of microgreens, but until I dug down in it, I think it, it's a superfood that a lot of people should be trying. A lot of people don't know about it out there. It hadn't been around for a long long time, but it's it's amazing to me. People up north seem to have got on the bandwagon a little bit quicker than us in the south did. How about some corny joke of the week? All right. Yep. You got one for me?
1: I do. You know, we're talking about tomatoes. Yeah. We had a lot of rain. Yeah. How do you fix a cracked tomato?
0: Cracked tomato. I'm gonna have to go with the duct tape again, I reckon.
1: No. Some tomato paste.
0: Tomato paste. <laughs> <laughs> they get corner every week folks. <laughs> Feel free to use that at your local church function or your, when you're getting the hair done at the beauty shop or at the barbershop wherever you feel free we give you free reign to use our, use our corny jokes anywhere you need to how about that? And
1: they're not original.
0: They're not original, they're not no. original no. So hope you enjoyed some this evening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you learned something and to be more sustainable to eat healthier to eat cleaner on your Purpose in life is to is to do better about treating our bodies to eating better to feel better and to be more sustainable So now folks it's time to get out there and get dirty.